Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. From the book of Joel, the second chapter. And beginning with the 26th verse. And the Lord is speaking through the prophet and saying, And you shall have plenty to eat and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. Then my people will never be put to shame. Thus you will know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. And my people will never be put to shame. And it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And even on the male and female servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. Lord, help us to understand of what we have read today so that these souls of ours will be encouraged. The mystery of Christmas. Then God said, there will come a time when I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit. He did, he has, and he will continue to do so. There is my friend who said that I wish that I could disappear right now and come back somewhere around the middle of January and take up where I left off. Well, I suppose there have been times within our life and through the years that we have felt that we would like to be away some isolated place away from the telephone and the hustle and bustle and the asphalt and the brick and the cement and so forth and so on what goes on in our modern uh, society today uh, but not at Christmas time here's a time that I do not want to be away I do not want to disappear I do not want to be in oblivion at this time in fact right the other way I would pray with all my heart and my soul and I have done so the best that I know how that these mental faculties and spiritual faculties of a mind will be honed to the place that they would be sensitive to what is going on right now this day and the kingdom of God and in my life as we approach that time that we hold sacred when we think about Christmas as being the time that God gave to us his most wonderful, most beautiful, and the greatest gift that we've ever received, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ that makes it known to us that we're greatly loved of God. And dear friends, I want to be here and to experience it with every cell and fiber of my body now, one might look at Christmas and think, well, that's a carryover from childhood and uh, this dismiss it as some type of uh, desire that is carried uh, sort of infantile. Indeed, most of us can look back in our life, or we ought to be able to, and think of those Christmases that have gone by. I can never come to Christmas, never have, and don't suppose I ever will as long as I'm in charge of my mental faculties without going back in my life too and thinking about one thing that stands out above other things in my life 
Uh, that was sort of a tradition at Christmas time with us and before my mother died. I do not remember too much about it, but I remember that uh, there was always the old cake stand. And I'm sure it wasn't much more than that uh, high, but I have it pictured in my mind that high. It looked so big to me, especially when I was standing down looking up at the table. And I could see on that, I don't even have to close my eyes to see it. You can do this too, you do it all the time. And I can see it was always the same kind of a cake. And it was a big, white coconut cake. And that thing looked three feet high. <laughs> and I cannot tell you what it tastes like. I don't remember, too young. But I can remember seeing that. It can hardly wait until they would do something about cutting that cake. The second thing I can remember uh, back as I reflect about those days gone by is the Christmas tree was always a cedar. And I loved the smell of cedar at this time of the year. Now we can look at that too and we can say, well, tied up at this level is not enough. And that's exactly right. You see, dear friends, there are those of us that cannot get a pass the Santa Claus situation and that is tragic. That is a tragedy to be sure because you see the truth of it is. Christmas was not given to children but God gave to us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in order to help us as men and women to fortify these lives of ours, to equip these lives of ours, to sustain us in the most difficult time uh, that can come to us in and through this life. And so you see, this is what Christmas is all about. It was a gift that was given to men and women that are out here in this world trying to make some sense out of it and trying to be able to give some kind of return uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ in and through the kingdom of God. It is something that is given to us not only to steal us to live and to equip us to live, but it's something that he has given to us as we think about it that those who sit in the shadow of death might be freed from the fear of death. We read in the past of strong men and women who have been committed to the Lord Jesus Christ and have received a gift that God gave at Christmas time. And they have refused to be blindfolded when they were facing the foreign squad. And saying that we refuse to be blindfolded because we want to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and to see him with our eyes open. That's what Christmas is really all about. But we sometimes do not get a past the Santa Claus situation. It's like the two little fellows that had been in Sunday school and their teacher had been telling them about the devil. And one little boy was quite upset and talking to his little friend on the way home about the devil. And, and he was sort of scared and frightened of the situation. And so to comfort him, his little buddy said to him, he says, well, now that's not anything to be concerned or worried about. The devil isn't said uh, sort of like Santa Claus, it's just your father. <laughs> Sometimes that seems to be true, doesn't it? <clears throat> anyway, we've got to get past this point within our life to see what God has really done and the meaning of this great situation and this great time of the year that we think of it as Christmas. And dear friends, I want to tell you, when you come to say it as God has given it to us and the spirit that he has given it to us in and the spirit that he's made available to us through and in his Holy Spirit, it is indeed an enchanted time indeed. The mystery of Christmas. What happens to these hearts of ours at Christmas time is absolutely wonderful and absolutely beautiful. You read about the great days 
of man and the days that man has held sacred down through the ages and some of them have come and they're gone and they're forgotten. But Christmas is with us to stay forever. And the reason for that being as long as there's one human being left upon the face of this God-given earth, as long as there's one that has accepted the gift that God gave to us on that first Christmas, his son, as long as there's one heart upon the face of this earth that has received and accepted that gift, there will always be a Christmas. Because how could we possibly forget? The true mystery of Christmas can be seen, and I have only picked out two or three things to say to you, and I'll say it to you quickly to call this to your attention. The mystery of Christmas, the ability to be able to hear, it astounds me. We can hear loud and clear at this time of the year the needs of other people. It comes to us without a being distorted. And we can hear so very, 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 very clearly. Now at other times we can go through the year and we hear these needs that come to us and the cries of people and we're pretty well oblivious to it. And we turn a deaf ear and we go on about our business. Uh, but at Christmas time, these calls are acceptable to us. They're not unpleasant at all. And in fact, if we don't hear them, we go out searching in order that we might hear. How many people have I had to ask me, preacher, do you know a family that is in need this Christmas that I can be of help uh, to them? You see, and on top of that, it is sort of comforting to us to hear and to see what happens at Christmas time. Because you know full well that if you were in a difficult position and did not have necessities of life, that there are those who love the Lord Jesus Christ and are committed to him, and they would see your need, and they would respond to your need. One of the deeper places within your heart, you know that is so. One of the most comforting things about it is to know that there are those who love the Lord Jesus Christ, and as long as there are those who love the Lord Jesus Christ, there's going to be those who are going to reach out and to help those who are not as fortunate as they are. And then the sounds we hear in this world of ours speaks of the love and the truth and the worship and the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, even in this business world out here uh, that uh, we live in, I know they do it for probably the wrong reason, but not all of them. Uh, the music of Christmas and the Christmas carols and these beautiful sacred hymns uh, that uh, speak to these hearts and souls of ours. And there has been many a weary, tarred shopper that has been encouraged and been thrilled uh, simply because they were caught uh, up in uh, one of the hymns that was being played on their PA uh, system. And we appreciate it and we even love that. But the most beautiful, harmonious sounds of all comes from a home that is preparing uh, for Christmas. It's the time that we forget about our own self and begin to think in terms of the other person. What is it that would really please dad or my brother or sister? Or what is it that I could get from mother that would really let her know how much I really care and we appreciate her. The spirit moves upon these hearts of ours and we're thinking in terms of the happiness of someone else and how gloriously we are caught up in this spirit of sharing. Now, now those funny things that have come to me as being a preacher in life right at this point. And I remember on more than one occasion there have been those wives who have called and, and asked me because they knew that I was involved in the sport of hunting and fishing 
And I'm thinking of one now that called and said, well, I want to give my husband a new rod and reel for Christmas, and I don't know anything about it. And I want to know a good kind and one that he would be pleased with. Could you help me? I said, certainly, I can help you. And so I did help her. And then she spent all summer griping and complaining because her husband used that beautiful gift to go fishing. <laughs> and then this strange situation. I remember a couple... Long ago, you have no idea, would never know. In fact, I've almost forgotten their names now, but from the past. And I remember the children were gone from the home, and they should have been settled down by this time and had all their little quirks worked out with one another, but seemingly not. And the husband was very distressed with his wife. And one of the things that every time we got together over three or four weeks talking about the situation, he would always say of his wife and my presence, her presence too, said, she's a gadabout. She's a gadabout. She gets up early and she goes and she comes and she runs here, runs there. She does everything. She's gone all the time and I can't keep track of her. And I thought it was valid complaint that he's made because she did. That was just her way of living, you see. Well, anyway, comes Christmas time now. And he had been complaining all year long about her being a gadabout. What do you think that he bought his wife for Christmas? He bought her a brand new car. <laughs> And I pointed this out to him. I said, don't come back anymore. I said, you encouraged her to do it. And he prepared for her in a very luxurious way to do her gadding about in. Well, at this time of the year, you see, the thing that we do, and isn't it beautiful, we think in terms, now what is it that I could really do and share from my life to tell another person of what I really think and what my care and my concern? Oh, we can hear so beautifully. And then we're able to see more this time of the year than ever before. Uh, we can see, we can see that we have been blessed. And we're sort of like the situation where the Lord Jesus Christ was healing. That man was blind. You remember on that occasion? And after he had anointed the man's eye, he asked him, he says, can you see? He says, yes, I can. He says, I can see men as trees. And you remember the Lord Jesus Christ uh, touched his eye again. And now how can you see? And so he could see as he should be able to, as being people, being people, not trees. Maybe through the year we see other people as trees, but not this time of the year. We come to the place where we see that people who are in need, they are cold, they need clothing, they need a meal, they need to be warm, they need to be cared for. And it is a time of the year that these eyes and hearts of ours grow closer together in such a way that they seemingly touch one another. And we have to respond to what we see. And we're able to see the beautiful things. And the beautiful thing that is in every soul. In the most depraved spirit that you want to find out there anywhere. Uh, when you look at him this time of the year, you know that there's something about that person that is eternal. He has or she has a soul. And you know full well within your own heart and soul that God loves that soul that eternal spark that is there, regardless of what kind of dilapidated condition the body is in that that soul is living in. And then you want to reach out and to help that person in such a way that they would be reminded of who they really are. Another mystery of Christmas comes being able to see at this time of the year is able to see who you are more perfectly. The conversation that went on between Zacchaeus and the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember after he had visited the Lord Jesus Christ or the Lord Jesus Christ visited within his home. You remember the 
statement that he made that he was going to give half that he had to serve the Lord Jesus Christ or to the poor, which is in effect serving the Lord Jesus Christ, and he was going to return if he had cheated anyone double for what he had cheated them out of. And someone asked Zacchaeus, as the story goes, Zacchaeus, what happened to you that made you have such a change of mind and promise and pledge to do such a great thing in your life? Completely turn it around and be something completely different than you had been up to that time. And Zacchaeus was supposedly have said, because when I looked into the master's eye, when I looked into the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, I was able to see more perfectly the man that God intended for me to be. Now, folk, we come to this time of the year, and you can't help but look at it. It is a mirror. And if you check your own heart and soul, and that thing that makes you feel good there is because you see reflected in the eyes sort of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the being of Christ, the greater person that you were intended to be. The mystery of Christmas is found in the open heart and the open hand. We spend the year getting and building and collecting and gathering and keeping, and there's nothing wrong with that. We like to see an ambitious person and one out there doing a job, but it comes to this time of the year, and then the wheels, they reverse themselves, and then we think in terms of how much we can share and what we can give to another human being to make their life more wonderful and more livable. Yes, the wheels are reversed. What can I give? And what should I give? And I know that I need to give because if I do not give, this soul of mine will not rest until I do. Well, the mystery of Christmas is not too hard to understand when we think of God because we know that Christmas is nothing more than the wisdom, the power, the love and the glory of God that is revealed in and through his Holy Spirit. Pray then, dear ones, that as he makes his rounds this Christmas, your heart will be touched also so that you will experience the wonderful mysteries of another Christmas. O oh, our Father, may it truly be so through thy Holy Spirit, for we ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of his words, finishing the work he started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven. 